Hello, 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 everyone. We are so excited to have you with us tonight. Um, this is definitely something a little different that we're doing for Kaya, but we are so excited to be coming live with you and just to bring this conversation with you. We thank you and invite you to join in on the chats and join in on this wonderful conversation that we have planned for tonight. Tonight, we have something very awesome. New year, new me. How many times have you heard that saying before? New year, new me. Well, we wanted to kind of put a little spin on that for you uh, this evening here with Kaya. We want to do something a little different with new year, new me. We want to have a conversation about goals and how those goals can impact your life and keeping goals. So we've brought on some panelists here, but we first of all just want to welcome you to come to this Kaya. We invite you to share this to all of your social media platforms, share this with friends, because this is definitely something that you want others to see. New year, new me. Uh, so we definitely invite you all to share in on this Kaya experience with us. So come on, let's take this journey together. Uh, let's go ahead and open this up. I want to bring in my co-lead, Miss Ashley. Hey, y'all. Oh, my goodness. Ashley. What's up? I get so excited. Oh, my goodness. This is like, I wish we can do this more more often because it's just such a great platform and I love being able to come together with you guys. I don't know when that, when Deb puts like that countdown on and it's like one minute and I'm like, oh my goodness. I don't know. I don't know how Dr. Scott, like, I don't know how he does it, but it keeps me <laughs> nervous. But I'm also like super excited. Um, new year, new me. We didn't heard it before, but what we're going to do different this year, y'all. Hey, let's find out, right? So within that vein, let's go ahead and start bringing in some of our, we brought a great group of panelists to have a discussion today. And so we want to go ahead and start bringing them in and allow them to introduce themselves. Uh, first on our panelists, we have Dr. Nima. So we want to go ahead and bring uh, Dr. Nima in right now. Hello, 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 hello. So we have Dr. Nima. We're going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. Right. Tell us about where are you from and your name, where are you from, and how did you get into this field of work? Hello, everybody. Yes. So my name is Naima Hooker. Um, I go by Nay or Dr. Hooker. Um, I'm from South Carolina, Florence, South Carolina, for those familiar, familiar with the state. I went to Claflin University. Hey! <laughs> um, and um, I've always like wanted to be a doctor as far as I can remember growing up. My dad was a psychiatrist, and so it kind of just flowed for me. Um, but ended up doing family practice and been doing that for the last five years here in Charlotte. Cool. Glad to awesome. have you today. Yes, 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 yes. We are so glad that you are with us. We're going to go and bring in our next uh, panelist today, Ms. Shayla Holder. Hey, everybody. Hey, that's my trainer. That's my trainer. Ashley, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and give them the rundown there. Tell them what they're supposed to say. Yes, <laughs> Shayla, this is my girl. I met her in college mm -hmm. and she always been so fit and so pretty. I just be like, oh my okay, goodness. Hi. I said, how can I be like her? She's so Oh pretty. my gosh. But Shay Shayla <laughs> is a wellness coach. Um, um, I want to say athletic trainer. Uh, what would you call? What's your title? You tell. You tell me what you are. Yes. I'm say wellness coach, but you tell us mm -hmm. your name, where you from, and how you got into this line of work. 
Okay. I go by Shaylin Irie. That is my first and middle name. I am a wellness coach. I have certifications um, in personal training, fitness nutrition, corrective exercise, and soon to be macro coaching. So continuing to progress in the wellness space. I got in the field actually because God had other other plans. Uh, Long story short, I was working in marketing uh, corporately and I got laid off in 2017. When I got laid off, I already had a personal training certification. It was something that I was just doing on the side because I was passionate about it and I found enjoyment in it. But of course, I couldn't do it as much working corporately. Uh, So when I got laid off, I just started doing more of that. And then it just kind of took on legs of its own. 2019, I LLC'd my business and I have not looked back since. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Awesome. 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 So our next panelist that we have is Miss Ivy Ingram. Greetings. Greetings, everyone. How are you doing? Hello, 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 Miss Coach Ivy. Now this, listen, listen, y'all out there. I need y'all to put this. Me, I've known Ivy uh, my whole life. You know, Ivy is such a wonderful person. We went to high school together. I will not say what year we, you know, the graduations took place. We will not go there. But I will say I've known Ivy my whole life. And she actually is my personal career coach as well. And she has been a great help to me. But Ivy, if you just want to kind of let us know um, what you do and then also how you got into your work. Yes. Yes. So again. Again, I am Coach Ivy, and I am from North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, by way of Willingboro, New Jersey. And so I'm excited to be here. How I got into this. So I am a professional certified career coach. And so I started out as a school counselor, as a high school counselor, loved it. And then I went into higher ed. And so with the combination of the two of helping students um, to decide where they wanted to go after high school, after college, Um, coupled with my professionalism. I love being a professional. And I said, you know what? I want to help other professionals to be their best self in the workplace. And so that's how I became a career coach. And I have enjoyed it. And it continues to evolve. I started out doing resumes. And then I went into coaching, personal coaching one-on-one. And now I coach and train groups as well and so i'm excited to be here thanks for having me yes i love to see it all awesome. these south carolina people i know right I that's right south carolina oh, stand south carolina. up <laughs> <laughs> all right well awesome 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 so we are so excited for you to be here everyone that if you're in the chat drop any comments uh, put anything that you've got We'll definitely be getting to those a little later on. Uh, so right now, me and Ashley are going to kind of kick it off. and want to kind of just have a little discussion. Yes, yeah, new year, new me. But what does that mean for the spiritual aspect? What, what, is, what does that mean for you, Ashley? What does that say? So for me, it's, it's really hard because, you know, we've been seeing it on Instagram so long. New year, new me. You see the lady in her bags walking up the steps. So it's, for me, it's one of those things. I never really paid attention to, although I was definitely a person that wanted to have goals. I always look forward to like the beginning of the year, like January 1st is off limits. I don't go to work. I don't do anything. I, you know, clean up. I organize, I organize my life and see what, you know, what things that I want to accomplish, um, some things that I want to, you know, put away 
and or just, you know, be better at. So new year, new me. I mean, I still look at it as an opportunity to be a better person. I, it makes me think about as a any year, anytime you started the new school year, whenever you were younger, you started the new school year about what kind of, you know, what kind of person you was going to be this year. You know, I'm going to get good grades. You know, I'm going to, you know, focus and that kind of thing. So it kind of puts me in the spirit of that. But then when I think about like that spiritual aspect, um, Dr. Um, Reverend Richardson, she always does the Daniels fast. And I think I started it with the church, not when I first joined. And it was just one of those things that I was like, okay, I need to go a little bit deeper and I'm going to need that assistance and I'm going to need that help um, getting through this. Cause it's not by my strength. It's going to be through his strength. That's going to get me through this. So I can put some of these bad habits away. So that's how I look at it. Well, we're going to put an amen on it. Somebody said, can I put a praise on it? We're going to put a praise on that. Then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's very interesting um, when you come into this whole concept of new year, new me. And one of the things I really want to stress with everyone is I want to kind of put a spin on it because I also want to say new year, new me, but it's a new year, new view. You know, it's really not, obviously you are who you are, but the way that you see this thing called life, the way that you see in your spirituality it's you. It's the view that you have, right? And that's really how we ended up. We end up changing those type of mindsets. You know, um, even from a spiritual aspect. One of the things I love about David, I love about in the Psalms is, and I was just reading this in my in my study the other day, is that he tells us that the Lord is in His holy temple. The Lord sits on His throne in heaven. In other words, life happens. Life is going to happen. We all go through things. We all experience things. Here's the great thing. The year may change, your goals may even change, but God's love for you never changes, right? God still sits where God was sitting at yesterday, where God was sitting at last week. God still cares for you. The year, the date, the time may change, but the God that we serve doesn't change. So that's one of the things I really wanted to make sure we impress upon people when we deal right. with it, is that no matter what takes place, no matter what's going on, the love that God has for you does not change somebody should be able to should be able to say yeah I see somebody put an amen in the chat on yes. that somebody put an amen on that somebody said won't he do it uh but yeah it's so, it's so it don't it feel good to know that he's still the same yesterday today and forevermore no, even though right. you change he doesn't ever change and it, it just feels so good knowing that the God I knew as a child, the God that I knew growing up, the God that I know now, the God that I'm going to know later on in my life, that he's still the same. He's still sitting there. He's still sitting there waiting for me to come to him with this preparation. You know, I like to also think about, you know, this new year, new me as a preparation, you know, faith when faith and preparation meet. You know, what can be what God can do? He done already said that, you know, he got you. He's going to do whatever that you need. Come to him, ask him. He will do it. And so when you, you know, prepare, get your health in order, get your career, get your finances in order and, you know, submit that to God. He can do it all. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it's it's so it's so important to remember, you know, that we still play a part. A lot of times we try to take that human element out of it. Listen, <laughs> you know, I tell people all the time, you know, you can pray all you want, but you can't leave out of church and go eat four pork chop sandwiches and think you ain't going to have to go see Dr. Hooker. You're going to have to go see her one way <laughs> or the other. But you can't keep eating pork chop sandwiches and then say that 
the Jesus going to regulate your blood pressure. It's not going to happen. Just so you know, just so we are clear, that is correct. And she's shaking her head. She's agreeing. And she's a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Just so y'all know, she's agreeing. So but what I would like to do is kind of open this segment up to each of our panelists to kind of ask them, what does New Year, New mean? Uh, new Year, New Me mean to you? So we'll start off with uh, Shayla. Shayla, what does New Year, New Me mean to you? I think New Year, New Me means to me not necessarily um, trying to redo everything or set 10 plus goals to achieve by the end of the year, but more so reflecting on the prior year and seeing where there are areas where you can improve, areas where you may need to create some new systems so you can be successful because that is just like Ashley was talking about, that is a part of that preparation piece. I think a lot of the times we're well-intentioned and we have good intentions, but if preparation is lacking and you don't have the proper systems in place, then you can't fulfill the, your desires of your heart and you can't really walk in your purpose uh, successfully. So New Year, New Me to me is taking that time at the beginning of the year to, to focus, to reflect, to see what can I do differently so I can show up the way that I need to show up and do what I feel called and led to do. Right. Awesome. I like it. Awesome. Awesome. And no, yeah, Josh, yeah. you can't have bacon. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have bacon sometimes, Josh. And, and uncured turkey bacon. Try there that. you go. <laughs> Shayla giving us options. That's, there you go. So you got your options. Uh, <laughs> Coach Ivy, what does New Year, New Me mean to you? New Year, New Me. It's an opportunity for things to be new, all things new, and that's in the word, right? And so for me, it's an opportunity to evolve again, right? So while God's love does not change, I think it's an opportunity for us to change the way we see things, to change our perspective, right? To have a new vision, a new perspective, a new outlook on life. Um, as Shayla mentioned, it's an opportunity to reflect on the previous year and to go back and look at some things that you can tweak and make it new again, right? It's an opportunity to, to refresh and rekindle, if you will. And so for me, it's definitely an opportunity for me to level up. I always level up every year. I level up in every aspect of my life, whether it's personal, spiritual, um, my businesses, career. It's an opportunity for me to do a new thing so that I I can continue to grow because one thing is inevitable and that's change. So again, it's a new opportunity, new vision, newness, freshness, new year, new you. That's my perspective. Awesome. 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 Now I'm going to just go ahead and tell you the level up. I'm going to use it. Now here's the thing about a Baptist. Just so you know, you get, we give you credit the first three times we use it on the fourth time is ours. So I don't know if you knew that about Baptist folk, but that's kind of how that works. So I'm going to level up. I love that. I love that level up. Thank you. That is awesome. Dr. Hooker, what does New Year, New Me mean to you? Yeah, would put me on after Coach Ivy and she eloquently <laughs> and had me follow up behind her. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I think my, my idea of what new, new Year, New Me has changed and evolved over the years. Like, I've always been that person who does, like, on the vision board and plan everything out and, you know, write down what I want to accomplish and all these wonderful things. I mean, they have like vision board parties with friends and all that jazz. So I still like that aspect of it. Um, but also 
um, trying to be holding space for what is in the present. So like that's a day yeah. of just being, just witnessing, just being grateful and um, honoring everything that you have done. Like I've read something today and probably you've all seen it before. It's just like whatever you did three to five years ago has prepared you for where you are today. Um, so I'm not a big fan of New Year, New Me. I feel like every day I'm a new person. Um, yeah. So um, that's just kind of how I reflect on it. It's just really being intentional about honoring where I am in the moment. Makes sense awesome. to me. Yeah, you and me both every day. And I think you're right. Every day we have a new opportunity, you know, to not necessarily reinvent ourselves, but at the same time, we have a new opportunity to take a reflection, to take a to take that moment. Um, you know, just to be able to sit back and just reflect on life and reflect on kind of where we're at. So I love, I love all the answers. Look at this, all this inspiration. I'm telling, I'm going to get off of here and go run 10 miles. I'm just, I'm joking. I'm not, just so you know, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Just so, just so everybody's clear, that's not going to happen. But, um, so we did kind of want to transition over um, so that way we can kind of have some conversations and kind of, kind of discuss in a little more detail. Uh, one of the things that we did want to kind of talk about um, was dealing with some finances, right? So Yes. Um, and Jeff is the finance guy. We didn't get to introduce him on this panel, but Jeff is a financial coach. So he's going to be working with talking to us in that capacity um, tonight. So Jeff, you ready for your question? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, shoot them. All right, <laughs> so for the financial piece and people trying to get their finances at the beginning of the year, which we all should be doing, especially young adults, some of us out here, you know, starting work for the first time and we getting these checks with these commas in it, with these zeros that we ain't never seen before uh, working a part-time job. So it's, so it's different. So Jeff, what do you think? Why is it, taking a look at your finances you know, at the beginning of the year, very important. Well, for one, it helps you set the tone for the year, right? Um, as far as budgeting is concerned, I'm very big on budgeting. Um, and so being able to kind of sit down to see where you're at, because obviously in the beginning of the year, especially if you file taxes, if you get anything back, you know, that's a great time to be able to utilize those funds to be able to pay down some debt, pay off some debt. The goal is always to be financially free. At least that's one of the things that I kind of stress in my financial coaching is to be financially free. Now, that may not always lead to wealth, but at least to freedom. And here's what I often tell folks. The, one of the problems that you often have is that you are stuck at a job, not because you want to be there, but because you have no choice. Right. But when you're financially free, you're free to make decisions about your career, about your life and about the choices that you make. But you can't be that if you're stuck in debt. Right. Because you have no choice. So one of the main things that I think that looking at the beginning of the year allows you to do is really taking a look at your budget, taking a look at where you're at. Um, and then I always recommend looking at there's several free apps that you can take. Um, I personally, the one that I use is every dollar app. Um, it does. That one does cost. But the reason I love that one is because it allows me to link all my bank accounts to that. And every time I swipe, so you don't have to keep all your receipts. You know how they tell you keep all your receipts after you pay for gas. I don't have to keep all my receipts. Everything goes straight to that app, and I'm able to budget it that way because everything has a position. And the goal is to remain at zero when I'm done to have a zero dollar budget. So, 
Right. So what do you, so I know for me, just speaking for myself, and there might be some other people out here that when I, like in our community, our parents, our grandparents, they wasn't really talking about money like that. And so money is one of those situations where, you know, it's, it's kind of private. It's kind of taboo to talk about. I remember just kind of being really afraid to do a budget and be like, oh, I know I'm overspending over here or, you know, I probably could be saving more, but I really want to do this. And I know I know that's what budgeting is for. So you can make sure that you're hitting all those things. But what do you say to the person that's like, you know, never really done this before and is kind of nervous and, you know, afraid to jump into it? What would you say about that? Yeah, what I would say is kind of you really probably need to seek out someone if you're kind of nervous, don't really know where to start. Seek out someone. Um, they have several different options. There's one called GreenPath. Um, GreenPath is a great resource that you can use. Typically, most banks, um, I know if you're a part of a credit union, they usually use GreenPath um, and it's usually free for you. Um, and they kind of help you get on budget, you know, to set up a budget. Um, things of that nature. So they kind of kind of take some of that pressure off. But then there's also several other ways that you can contact people to kind of help you set those up. Um, and even I, I know at St. Paul, we even have a class um, that we do for financial freedom. There's a class that we offer. And so you're able to go in and have those discussions with other people who are dealing with the same issues that you are. And so a lot of times it makes it a lot easier to have those discussions when you know you're around people who are doing the exact same thing or trying to reach the same goals that you're trying to reach. Right. What do you think about like young adults in like their 401ks or if they're, you know, a lot of us right now, we've seen a lot of people in Coach Ivy, she's going to be able to speak on it about, you know, people exiting from their jobs and, you know, maybe not having that 401k. But, you know, what are some different types of things that they could, you know, do to make sure that they have some good retirement? So, yeah, so you definitely want to kind of speak to a um, financial um, advisor. Um, typically you can set up those meetings for free, uh, especially right now, everybody's doing it virtual. I actually set mine up about um, two years ago, right before I got into the uh, financial coaching. Um, me and my wife sat down. It was virtual. It was free. The consultation was free. Um, and then so it just really helped it out, especially when people are exiting their jobs, when they don't have that 401k, because we do we have seen an uptick in as far as um, self-employment individuals. So being able to set those things up is and you won't. I mean, the, the tax burdens aren't as heavy. There's a lot of things that the government has currently done to really help self-employed individuals at this time. So. Okay, cool. Well, before we move on to the next thing, do you, is there any other thing that you feel like young adults need to know about finances walking into 2022? Anything else? Yeah, so yeah, but just, you know, one of the main things is what does it cost, right? Everything, and I always tell my nieces and my nephew this, everything has a cost associated with it. Are you will, really willing to pay that cost? For instance, if we're talking about buying a pair of shoes that's $100, even if you, let's just break it down very simple. You make $20 an hour, shoes are $100. That costs you five hours to buy that pair of shoes. Oh. Is it really worth the cost? So you have to decide if what I'm about to spend this money on is worth me spending five hours. If I'm at a job for eight hours, I've taken more than half of that time to pay for this pair of shoes I'm about to get. Is it really worth it? So when you break it down that way, yeah, when you break it down that way, um, it's really very, uh, it's it really kind of helps you to decide, is this important, right? So there's podcasts. One of the great podcasts that I listen to is called Popcorn Finance. If you haven't downloaded it, download that. It's called Popcorn Finance. You can listen to it on your way to work. 
it's it gives you information um in the same time it takes to pop a bag of popcorn mm, that's good i i'm be up in the store going, is this worth two hours <laughs> i'm be at the store looking at clothes is this worth two hours no okay <laughs> Put, put things back, back. Then, right? <laughs> Three hours for this. <laughs> yes. Some people in the comments, my mom always says, says money doesn't buy you happiness, but does give you options. True. Amen to that. Yes, yes that is very true. Yes. So, um, and then don't forget all of our resources. You can find all of our resources. And we'll kind of mention this again later um, in at um, on St. Paul Baptist dot church. Um, you can find all of these resources that we currently have and that we'll be discussing tonight. So we're going to kind of move on uh, from finances. If you have any questions or need any resources, please put them in the chat and uh, we'll kind of still be filtering those out. So you ready to go? We good? Everybody good? All right. So. Coach Ivy, I'm gonna start off with Coach Ivy here tonight. Coach Ivy, I don't know. I feel like I feel like Dr. Nay is looking at us because last time she said we, you know. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, so Coach Ivy, so we we had, and this kind of goes back to one of the things we just talked about. We've seen an uptick in people requesting. Um, have you seen an uptick? Excuse me, with people requesting. To, to go through consultation with you right now. We know with the pandemic, mm -hmm. a lot of people have changed careers. A lot of people have changed jobs. You know, people have wanted to do things. They've had the opportunity to do things that they never thought they were going to be able to do. Have you seen an uptick? And I know you probably have because yeah. I reached out to you during right. the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. And I changed career paths. So yeah. have you seen this uptick going on since COVID? Yes, absolutely. And as a matter of fact, my clientele doubled last year um, compared to the year before that doubled. And so um, indeed I have seen a variety of reasonings um, in the midst of the pandemic as well. Um, certainly some individuals just felt like, I just gotta get out, right? And there's not enough staff and they're putting all the work on me. Um, so we've seen a lot of that as well. Um, in addition to people wanting to transition from the nine to five to entrepreneurship, seeing that uh, uh, quite a bit. And so it most certainly has been an interesting time um, to include just having to really go through a series of coaching with these individuals to talk some things through, right? To make sure that indeed it's the job and not you. <laughs> and so we have to have some of those tough conversations as well to go inward. And I always like to go inward and let's delve a little deeper to really get to the root of what's going on. But certainly I've seen uh, an increase in the midst of the pandemic. Um, to include conversations of depression and anxiety as well, where I've had to refer them out to some of my counselor friends in my network. And so it has been very, very interesting, um, you know, and so, of course, I always want to see more clientele, but, you know, not at, not at the onset of stress, um, not at the onset of, you know, desire to, um, to really escape. It's like the boats mm. are on fire. And they're, mm -hmm. they're, you know, and they're looking for an, uh, for an out. And so um, what I will say is while, you know, that's not exciting um, for me to address, um, it has been rewarding to help them to truly transition either to the entrepreneurial space or to a new job or even a career industry change altogether. 
So um, it has definitely been interesting, but I will say that it's starting to slow down a little bit now that we're here in February 2022. Um, so I think people are starting to settle and find their way. Oh, no, that's, you know, that's definitely awesome. I think that's, you know, it's so great that people have someone to lean on because so often we don't know who to turn to, right? Absolutely. Who to turn to. I mean, you know, yeah, I want to change careers, but where do I go? Okay, right. I want to start this new entrepreneurship. Where do I go? And then also, is it me or is it the job? And that's when, you know, as you say, you got to have those. We call that in my workplace, um, not the nice conversation, but the right conversation. That's right. And sometimes right. you you got to have the right conversation with people to kind of fill those out. So if you could kind of lay out, and if anybody has any questions about where you are, things that you may be thinking, certainly put them in the chat. Um, we want to give you some give uh, some opportunity for Coach Ivy to be able to answer any questions that you may have. If you have any questions about changing careers or anything such as that, you know, let us know, um, and we'll get to those. Um, so kind of explain to us your process of how you go into those conversations. And sometimes, like you said, they're not always the nicest, but there's the one that you need to have. Um, and how do you kind of help guide and navigate those waters? Um, well, I usually start with a personality assessment. So I think that helps to kind of put the mirror in front of each individual so that they can truly see themselves. And then I will do a career assessment oftentimes as well. That's not always necessary, but um, that's something that I like to throw out there if if necessary, especially for those that want to go into a different industry so that they can see based upon their skills and what they like to do, what they don't like to do, what other um, career fields are um, an option for them. And then we go through, we put the resume on the back burner, we start having conversation. And so at minimum, they've got to have at least three good conversations with me and what I call them uh, coaching sessions um, and at best six, right? So anywhere from three to six coaching sessions before we start looking at LinkedIn profile, resumes and things of that nature. Again, to truly sort out feelings, to sort out opinions and perspectives and assumptions as well. And so we really delve in and get to the heart matter. And again, the roots mm -hmm. of the issue as to why you wanna change. Right. Yeah. So those are, you know, some of the steps that I apply as I as I, you know, confront an issue as um, in terms of clients just wanting to make their transition. Again, it's like, you know, I can't do this anymore. I got to go. And they want immediate results, too. And so we have to talk through that as well. This is a process. And right, my job, right. my goal at the end of the day is not for you to, you know, obtain a new job or a new career. It is so that you can sustain once you're there because we don't want to be here again. And so, again, the, you know, the heartbeat of my process is truly those tough conversations. That is awesome. Um, like I said, that is awesome. And I think it's, it's definitely much needed, you know, for some of those who may be out, you know, watching right now, um, dealing and just kind of having those conversations with themselves. Uh, what is anything or a word of encouragement I'll let you give or some advice that you can give them now that may be struggling and not sure if they want to stay? What, what, what advice would you give this person? For a person that's not sure, and that's usually where I meet individuals, right? They're either stuck or uncertain. And so the conversation begins with, and you and I had the same conversation. What did you want to be? When you were seven, when you were nine, when you were in second grade, 
And are you sitting in that place right now? Are you serving in that role right now? Get back to your initial purpose and ultimately your assignment and your true calling before you decide to transition. And then I have them to really go through a series of journaling. Let's write it out, think it out, reflect. And let's again, make sure that it's not you. <laughs> and, and indeed it is the job. And what I often find is that people don't tend to leave the job. They leave people, people quit awesome, people, right? right? Yeah. And so we have to really, again, get to the nuts and bolts of what is really going on so that they don't find themselves in the same position. And so we talk about climates and we talk about cultures as well. We talk about what is a no tolerance for you and how to actually negotiate and how to shop themselves, how to interview the interviewer. And mm -hmm. so, again, just really being able to go back to really what you are supposed to be doing and where you're supposed to be, because I have discovered that oftentimes when you're not really sure anything of uncertainty or confusion <laughs> is not ideal at all. And so then you will find that it is indeed in time for a change when you find that you are stuck or unsure. So let's get to a yes. <laughs> yes, this excite me. Yes, I got it. Yes, I have found the career for me. Let's get there. Let's find that excitement and let's ditch the uncertainty. So again, just getting back to who you were initially were called to be when you were just a mere seven years old. <laughs> hey, awesome. That, see, that's, you know, and I think we we forget about that part, right? We forget about that when you get that excitement in, you know, we forget about that. And I know, you know, it's a lot of stress. And as we, yeah. as we bring in Doc, as we bring in Dr. Renee on this to kind of talk about the stress, you know, yeah. it, it's yeah. really a lot of stress that has taken place as far as the pandemic is concerned um, and just life in general. And so you're stressed out about your career, you know, you're stressed out about everything else that's taking place, yeah. stressed out because I'm quarantining, I'm stressed out. I just, you know, so what do I do, you know? And nice. so, um, you know, as we deal with those and try to navigate those waters, it's just awesome to be able to have someone like yourself to be able to help people to navigate um, right. those waters. Uh, Dr. Nay, what would you say that you've seen recently, I guess with, since COVID, have you seen an uptick as far as stress is concerned uh, during these COVID times? Absolutely. <laughs> um, for sure. I mean, I think there's been a, when you, when you're in a pandemic that's being managed the way it is with isolation, um, definitely in the beginning in um, 2020, that takes a toll on, on everybody. So especially, I think a lot of light was, shine, was um, shown on the elderly population, mm. um, especially those in nursing homes or in isolated areas where they really weren't interacting with anyone else at all. Um, so the isolation is a big part of stress, anxiety, depression, all the different mood disorders. Um, so yes, that went up significantly during the pandemic. And so how have you been able to help, I guess, in, in what you do, how do you help people to deal with this? Yeah, so, I mean, it's just having a conversation. I don't think it's any different than, you know, what I was doing before the pandemic, it just maybe more frequently. And that's, you know, having a listening ear to pay attention to what people are saying that, that 
may not really be saying. Because I think a lot of times um, we try to hide those parts of us um, that are disturbed, like mood disturbances, like feeling down, feeling anxious, not sleeping. Like those aren't things that we really want to share with anyone and even, you know, your provider. So just having a listening ear, active listening to try to pull out things that, you know, seem a little concerning to me and, and to try to reflect that back to them to say, hey, this is what I'm hearing. Um, and these are some steps that I know I think that you could take to try to manage them and try to meet them where they are uh, and then allow you know them to kind of help formulate a plan or next step. Because a lot of times people aren't ready to jump right into therapy or jump right into whatever, yeah. you know, maybe what I think is the next step, but just trying to get them to think about what would be good for them to do next. I love it when you say meet them where they are. I think that's really, you know, that's really where we kind of get down to where we are really able to help. You know, I mean, meeting people where they are. Like you said, they may not be where you even where you want them to be, but it's helping them take those next steps. And I think that's just that's just so awesome. You know, um, as for our audience and for those who are listening, what are some of the things that we should avoid during this time? that may create stressors that, you know, in your opinion, or something that you see that maybe we should kind of avoid? Um, I'm not going to, I'm just going to say avoid isolation. And I think that that just looks differently now. Like you can have virtual contact with people. And of course things have changed where things are more opened up and you can, you know, bring around other folks a little bit more safely since we had the vaccine and that good stuff. But some people still are afraid to leave their home. Some people are still afraid to interact with other people. And I think I try best to guide them to try to avoid that, um, even if it's virtual contact, even if it's a phone call to touch space with your loved ones, you know, text messages, having a therapy appointment, something, some kind of human contact um, is important. Um, some other things that I think have increased during these times people spending more time on their phone. I don't know if that's fact, mm. but that's probably true. It's so probably social media, yes, yeah, <laughs> you know, binge watch binge watching more shows, especially when we work from home and have to, you can just turn the TV on anytime we want. So a lot more screen time. Um, and I really try to get people to um, lessen that. Um, I know it's difficult, but turning your phone off before you go to bed, don't have notifications waking you up in the middle of the night. Don't sleep with your television on. If you do fall asleep with it on, put it on sleep mode so it turns off and doesn't wake you up in the middle of the night. Try to have a good sleep schedule where you're going to bed and waking up around the same time every night and in the morning. Um, and then another thing don't to do, try not to indulge too much in alcohol um, during these times as well, especially if you're isolated. So um, those are a few things that I kind of just counsel people on. Awesome. No, you know, I know my wife's watching and she's probably like, you know, I hope you listen, Jeffrey, about cutting this TV off when you go to bed because I'm notorious for that. So but you, you're right. I mean, I think, you know, with everything that's going on and every a lot of people working from home, working that virtual space right now, you know, that screen time, we're always in front. And I know most people I know are like, I'm so zoomed out. And they say this as they're looking in their phone, like, I can't stand Zoom anymore. But it's like, well, you're still on the screen, though, right? You're still looking at your phone. So, um when it comes to the uh, medical health, as far as young adults are concerned, what are the things that we should start paying attention to at this stage of our life? Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of just more of the same. I'm really big on, like, I'm a primary care physician. I'm a family physician. You know, I'm really big on overall health. But I think 
overall health starts with mental health. Like you can't mm -hmm. move forward with your physical health if you're not ready mentally. Um, so really, you know, going back to said New Year's and you, however, you know, you approach yourself, know yourself, know your challenges, know what gets you going, know what your barriers are to improvement for improvement and, you know, write those things down and write down a plan, you know, of how to overcome those things. Um, so I think it kind of starts with mental health um, and then also seeking out therapy. I think a lot of us um, are avoiding that. I think it's becoming more and more acceptable or more people are open to it during these times, but some people are still like, I don't know about that. Um, but just being open to that and exploring that, because I think a lot of us don't realize that some things that we've been through are actually traumatic and are mm -hmm. holding us back. We have pushed it down or forgotten about it or didn't give it as much relevance as it needed. Um, and so it, emotional health, emotional stress, emotional trauma, mental trauma, all of those things that may have happened to us in the past can present itself as physical issues. Mm, so that's something to be mindful of um, is you have to get your mind right. You have to be in a good mental space to take care of yourself physically. Um, I think we have another guest on here. We'll talk about exercise. So I don't want to just jump ahead and do all of that. But of course, you know, not all of us grew up in a household where fitness was was made um, a priority. Um, so having to train yourself to put fitness first, you know, to try to do something every day is a challenge. But the only way you can do something is to actually do it. So I even tell people, like, again, meet people where they are. If you have never exercised in your life, let's plan a five minute walk. Like you can take five minutes during your lunch and just walk, you know, at whatever speed you, know, you need to do. And, you know, gradually increase that, increase your endurance and improve it from there. And I think another thing, too, is avoiding processed foods. Um, that's a, that's easy to, easier said than done. But trying to cook most of your meals um, at home, if you cook your meals, not out of the freezer packs and put in the microwave, but actually putting ingredients together with vegetables, um, you know, that's a much better alternative than fast foods, even eating out in the restaurants or um, frozen foods. All those things have a lot of processed elements in it, a lot of sodium in it, and they're just not good for us. So I could go on and on and on about the things to do for your health, but I, I really stress being in a mental space where you feel you're ready to make those steps because if you're not ready mentally, a lot of people just get out there and just start doing stuff. And then two right. Weeks later, you're right back where you were before because you didn't prepare yourself. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of why I said, you know, I really want us to kind of focus on the vision, you know, you know, um, new year, new view, excuse me, you know, change the view of things because a lot of times you're right. We will, we have this in our mind and this is why new year, new me is such a, it is kind of a cliche because at the beginning of the year, we're all pumped up. You know, everybody joins the gym and then next thing you know, it's been coming out your bank account for six months and you haven't been one time. Right. And then you look and you're like, oh, my God, I've been spending, you know, ten dollars a month at Planet Fitness and I haven't gone. And then I just canceled a membership. And then they put that on the on the TV again, that it's one dollar to sign up, you know, and there. But you still you sign up because you get revved up. And I think you're right. It's really just about you have to be able to change that view. And just kind of start. So I love that once again, that meeting people where they are, you know, and as we do bring as we do bring Shayla in, you know, um, I think you're right. I mean, that that exercise piece is so important, 
you know, um, is so important to kind of really be able to just start. I love just starting with that five minute walk um, because it's just something to start. Like you got to start somewhere, you know, and then yep. you can continue yep. to increase that, you know, but, you know, it's all about starting, right? It's all about starting somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'll even write stuff down for patients, like walk five minutes, because once you write it down, you put it somewhere where you can see it, you're more inclined to do it. So just writing down your health goals in the ways that you want to accomplish them is helpful as well. Yeah, exactly. that's another great thing. I, you know, writing that down, you know, um, I think everybody on here, write it down, make it plain, you know, so, um, you know, uh, that's, the, that's really what it's all about. So um, as, um, where's my colleague? Where's Ashley? At? I don't want to get Ashley in here so she can kind of, <laughs> Think you're on mute. You're on mute, Ashley. There you go. Well, yeah, I mean, my bad. I've been taking notes. <laughs> Absolutely. I think Mary Lee Stevenson said exercise helps her clear. Absolutely, it does. It helps clear the mind for sure. Yeah, I um, I had a question for Doctor Hooker. Um, just I guess again, think about young adult, and as I'm getting in my thirties and not becoming a young adult anymore. Um, and just a regular adult. I just think about like, you know, diabetes, hypertension. Have you been seeing like more young adults with some of those issues? Because again, we got this pandemic. I think we've all gained a little weight here and there and not picked up any good healthy habits. But like, is that something that you've been seeing? And like, what do we need to do? Because it kind because of, you know, that metabolism kind of slows down very quickly and it's just like oh I can't eat a burger every day and french fries and pizza I have to now like literally switch it so have you been seeing a lot of that yeah I mean I think we've all seen like obesity rates are on the rise for adults and children I think we're approaching like 50 percent for adults and almost 25 percent of children in America and with obesity comes what's called metabolic disorder which is an array of different diseases like hypertension or high blood pressure, diabetes or prediabetes, high cholesterol, all those things kind of run in circles once <laughs> you become um, overweight or obese. And that's defined as a BMI of greater than 30. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, definitely have seen an increase <laughs> in um, those ailments among younger folks. Um, yeah. So absolutely. So I was thinking, so just to move along into like, okay, we've got the health side, but now let's talk about this exercise. <laughs> How much exercise? Oh, one more thing oh yeah, talk to me. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, I think there's a lot of stigma around weight loss too, or weight in general, mm -hmm. and just making sure that you're honoring your body, like while you're undergoing these health changes, and again, meeting yourself where you are, but not being afraid to mention um what you want to do for your health to your doctor. If your doctor doesn't bring it up, say, hey, I know this is my weight. This is my goal. You know, what can I do to get there? Because like I said, meeting yourself where you are, diet and exercise, yes, absolutely is going to work. But in the meantime, what are some things you can do medication-wise or surgery-wise or whatever else to get you to a point where you feel comfortable implementing your diet and exercise well? So just mm -hmm. something else I wanted to add in there. Just don't be afraid to talk to your doctor about um what you want for your health goals to be. And if they don't bring it up, then you need to bring it up. If they don't want to talk about it, then you need a new provider. 
That's great. No, that is that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Dr. Nay. Um, I wanted to jump into um, fitness while we have some time. And you know, I'm pretty sure, Shayla, this is like your probably most busiest time of the year because everyone is like, new year to me, I'm going to lose this weight. And everybody's making these plans to exercise. I'm going to exercise five days a week and I'm going to get, I'm going to lose 20 pounds, uh, 30 pounds by the summertime because I'm going to be summertime fine. Right. And but we all know, come March 1st, it's going to go away. So what do you do? <laughs> how have you, like, how have you stay, stay motivated for yourself? And how do you keep your clients motivated? And I'm, this is, this is for me. I, I need to know. <laughs> so, so listen, I am not, I always tell people just because I am in the wellness space, that does not make me immune to the same struggles that any other person goes through. So like I said earlier, having systems in place that can help you overcome perceived and realistic obstacles, that's what help you win. That is what is going to help you win because willpower, I know a lot of clients get on themselves about, oh, I don't have willpower. I don't have discipline. It's overrated, to be honest. Yeah. It, it comes in ebbs and flows. So you have to have things in place that can help you show up even when the motivation is lacking because the motivation won't always be there. For me, for example, I have a trainer for myself. I, I know for a fact, regardless of how busy my schedule gets, I have three times a week that I will be training. And then of course, I'm still physically active outside of that, but I know at minimum, I'm going to train three times a week. And with right. my clients to help them stay motivated, I like to help them focus on what is your why? So what is the deeper meaning behind why you're doing what you're doing? Do you want to be able, I know some of my clients, they want to be able to run around with their kids and not feel winded. Um, do you want to make sure that you're setting a positive example for people in your family? Because it typically has a ripple effect. Once the people in your family see, first thing on judging now, let's be clear. <laughs> you don't got nothing on your plate. You need to get some food on that plate. So right. <laughs> first they're going to judge you. But once they start to see, that the healthy changes that you're making has a positive impact on your life, that will have a ripple effect. And it's done so with me and my family, which is kind of how I became passionate about it. People started seeing the positive effect that it had on my life, and then they wanted to take part in it as well. And, you know, things that we go through is not just for us, it's, for, it's to be a blessing to other people. But one, um, helping my clients understand and stay focused on their why, and then mm -hmm. also letting them know that, it's okay to, to love yourself at every stage. It's all about perspective. So understanding that, yeah, you may have tried last year to get on your exercise spiel and it didn't work. You may yeah. have tried two months ago and it failed, but that doesn't mean that you can't start today and it works. So it's all about progress over perfection. And I think a lot of times if you come into it with unrealistic expectations, like, oh, I need to lose 20 pounds in, in one month. That's not realistic. Let's start where you are. Let's start small and then gradually build from there. So coming into it with a realistic perspective and setting realistic goals and talking with someone, a professional, and understanding what realistic goals are. And then two, understanding your why and why you're doing it can help you stay motivated. Right. Okay. Well, that makes that makes sense. I love it. Oh, Lord. Stuff falling. <laughs> My bad, guys. <laughs> but I like that idea of, you know, having systems in place. Um, and having that good, having the good support system, you mm -hmm. know, and your reason why, because, you know, I think that sticks, that sticks longer than saying, hey, I want to lose 20 pounds. I'm, I'm trying to be summertime fine. 
Absolutely. But saying, hey, you know, when my mom had diabetes or has diabetes, you know, that's something that I kind of want to stay away from. What do I need to do? I know for me, I'm pregnant now and I saw my um, blood pressure go up mm-hmm. and I was like, my blood pressure ain't never been as high. Yeah. And so um, I was like, okay, I need to get my heart rate up, you know, some more to make sure that um, that my blood pressure isn't as high. So I was like, I need to make sure that I'm definitely physically active um, during this pregnancy because I don't want no, you know, terrible complications. Pray for me, guys. Yeah. Next question. So what do you like people always, this is always the, the magic question. Like how many times, how much do I need to work out? Like how many days, how many minutes? Yes. The recommendation, the general consistent consensus is 150 minutes of moderate aerobic activity or 75 minutes of vigorous activity. This could be spread out um, over like four to five days, three days. Honestly, it depends on one lifestyle and it depends on your fitness level and where you are. So when you're starting and thinking like balls to the wall, oh, I'm, I, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to work out five days a week. And then you get on the third day and you're extremely sore because you haven't incorporated rest days. So that's what I mean about going into it with a realistic perspective. Maybe instead of doing five days when you're just starting out, let's do three days and let's have days in between. So maybe you'll do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday instead okay. of instead of trying to work out Monday through Friday when you have to give your body time to adjust. And then once you adjust, then you can start adding on additional days. But it can look it can look as simple as 30 minutes three times a week, four times a week, or you can do an hour. It just depends on what your preference is. But definitely, I always recommend clients to move a minimum of four times a week. Okay, good. And earlier you were talking about you were getting into like this macro. What was that? It was like, Mac, what is that? What? what oh, so <laughs> macronutrient coaching is yeah. is. It's, it's a granular. So it's kind of like the next step after just like calorie tracking. So okay. our, our plates are made up of macros are basically your protein, fat and carbs. And if you have specific goals, there's a science behind what your body needs based on your goals. So if you want to lose weight, if you want to maintain, if you want, there's some people that want to gain weight. Uh, there's certain targets that you need to hit for your protein, mm-hmm. your carbs, and then your fat. And then you would track those things through weighing your food and then just understanding kind of what your plate should look like over time. And it's not something that you have to do for a very long time, but people find it beneficial once they get to a place in their fitness journey where they kind of want to take it to the next level, so to speak. Okay. Well, that that makes sense. And just thinking about that. So we've Mm -hmm. got to exercise. We've definitely got to take a look at what we're eating. Um, but I don't know. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna be honest. Looking at those macros and all this other stuff that seems like it's time weighing my food, Shayla. That seems <laughs> it's not for everybody. It, it's for <laughs> everybody. Like typically, intuitive eating works better for most people. But what I will say, if weight loss is one of your goals, there's no way that you can just lose weight without tracking in some form. So it doesn't okay. have to be as granular as tracking macros, but you do need to understand how much calories okay. you're eating and you do okay. need to understand how to construct your plate in a healthy way. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, good. Last question. And we'll open the floor up if anybody has any other questions for any of our panelists. Um, 
tips and tricks that we can do uh, for people who that could make a big impact for somebody that you know has a busy life, got toddlers at home with a husband or a wife, and you know, and it's hard for them to get to the gym. What is something that you know people can do um, that you've seen? Is, could be a big impact if they would just do, you know, do some of this or do some of that, that okay. you could see a change. So I would say for one, start small. So this theme has been prevalent tonight, but start where you are. So mm-hmm. increase your neat activity, which is non-exercise activity. So instead of parking, trying to circle the parking lot four times to give you space, let's park at the back. Let's walk a little bit further. Instead of taking the elevator, take the stairs. Uh, on your lunch break, go for a walk. So there's different ways where and lots of people are sedentary right now because they're working from home. Get up and make sure you stand throughout the day. Walk around. Do a quick little 10-minute heart pump to get your heart rate elevated during your lunch break or whenever you have like a quick 15-minute break in between meetings. It's important to just move as much as you can throughout the day because those little tidbits add up. Um, Something else you can do is make sure you have an accountability partner. Mm -hmm. A lot of times... Uh, what I've seen, people will quit on themselves before they'll quit on somebody that is basically counting on them to show up. So mm-hmm. if you have a friend or you uh, you have a family member that is on a health and wellness journey just like you and they're trying to improve their health and their fitness, team up. And that way you guys can keep each other encouraged and you can challenge each other to, to show up for yourselves. And then mm-hmm. lastly, I would say uh, build a mini gym at home. If, you, if you're a little anxious about going into a gym space, or maybe like you said, you're too busy and you don't have time, get equipment. You can get equipment from TJ Maxx, HomeGoods. Uh, you can get equipment from Target, Amazon. I mean, we all live on Amazon. I think everybody got Amazon Prime. <laughs> I think I <laughs> Amazon five times a day. Right. I think everybody has, you either got Amazon Prime or you're using somebody's account. So I think everybody has Amazon Prime at this point. So, you know, you can build a mini gym at home. You can consult a trainer and do virtual training. That is an option. Ashley, you got your session in the other morning virtually. Yes. So there are ways around uh, busyness. It's just about even if just use the time you have. If you only have 20 to 30 minutes, then use that 20 to 30 minutes. Okay, cool. We have one question. It says, how many calories should be the target when you're trying to lose weight? So... That is going to be very specific. It depends on your height, your weight, your age. Um, So based off a general calculation, I would have to know those factors to kind of tell you what your target calories would be. Mm -hmm. So is it ever one of those, because I think some people think that, you know, I have to eat less calories and, you know, I have to burn more calories than, than the calories that I take in. Is that like, that's false. So you do have to have a calorie deficit to lose weight, but okay. the common misconception is the the less you eat, that will trigger weight loss, and that is not necessarily the case. Um, a lot of times, uh, what I've seen with my clients is they have been eating too little for too long, mm-hmm. and metabolic adjustments happen when that when that takes place, and you kind of have to get your body back to a place where you're eating enough, because mm-hmm. the body requires a certain amount of calories just to breathe. If you're sitting Netflixing and eating your snacks, the body <laughs> requires a certain amount of calories just to do that. And sometimes because your day is busy, you haven't planned, you're just grabbing things as you go. Um, you're not eating enough just for bodily functions. 
So mm-hmm. a lot of times I have to work clients back into a maintenance phase of where they're eating enough calories. And then we could worry about cutting calories um, to, to trigger some weight loss. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. 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 Listen, tonight's discussion has been phenomenal. It has been amazing. Um, you know, I, I certainly want to thank each of our panelists for the energy that you brought tonight, for the education that you brought tonight. Um, you know, I think we've we've done some great work here tonight. So I, I want to give give all of you an applause um, in this space. And it's just, you know, it's just an awesome thing to be able to have this much on the screen with us, this much knowledge, this much information, especially during this time that we currently live in in our virtual spaces. We know we don't see each other that often, you know, but there's definitely things that we still need to be able to do to encourage one another. And this is what tonight was for. So thank you all. Um, As we wrap up tonight, we just want to thank everyone for watching out here uh, and stay tuned. We have Kaya coming up next month. And the topic is we're going to discuss the topic of this always question or the saying, I'm spiritual, not religious. So we will be dealing with that topic next month on Kaya. As we wrap up, we will look forward to seeing you all next month. All right, everyone have a great night and stay tuned because we also have coming up for St. Paul. Um, we have um, March Gladness coming up next month. And then we also have TNT that will be coming on Tuesday and Thursday, excuse me, Tuesday, um, Tuesday noon and Tuesday night teaching. So thank you all. Thank you to our panelists. You all have a great rest of your week. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That's Thursday noon and Thursday night. Are we done? We off? I know. I'm. I know. I said it, and I was looking, and I was like, you know what?